Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. A red governor in a blue state? That's something Virginia hasn't seen in over a decade. Until. Late last night, early this morning, it was a stunning victory for some uh, that Glenn Youngkin defeated Terry McAuliffe, who was the favorite and one-time governor of Virginia. And uh, with uh, Youngkin's win, there seems to be a blueprint for Democrats and a blueprint for Republicans. Does it also impact the White House and what's going on in Congress? A lot of headlines today. We're going to get underneath and beyond those headlines. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, we know what the headlines say. The headlines say crushing defeat for Democrats uh, as uh, Glenn Youngkin becomes the governor-elect of the Commonwealth of Virginia. We know the New Jersey governor's race is still too close to call, though it appears that incumbent uh, Democrat Governor Murphy uh, is likely to win that one in the end based on uh, what is left outstanding in terms of the vote count there. Uh, instant uh, reaction, of course, coming from our nation's capital. So we're going to break that down as we go through the day. This clearly impacts President Biden and his agenda. It was ironic uh, that the president touched down uh, after being in Glasgow, Scotland, uh, and walked off Air Force One, literally uh, walking down the stairs as uh, Glenn Youngkin was walking up the stairs to give his victory speech uh, as the governor-elect of the Commonwealth. Uh, that was a little bit ironic and a little poignant last night. Uh, a lot of analysis in terms of what this would mean for the president's agenda, for the spending bills that are in front of the House and the Senate currently, both the bipartisan infrastructure deal as well as the social spending package uh, that have been stalled uh, for weeks and months. And what does that all mean? Of course, it also causes us to look forward into our crystal ball in terms of what that means in terms of the 2022 midterm elections and, of course, beyond that, on to 2024. And so what we're going to do during the course of uh, the show today is we're going to look at all the different angles. So whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or an independent, uh, wherever you lean politically, we're going to talk about what what happened why it happened, what it means, and what does it mean to us right here in the state of Utah in terms of what happens in the coming months and year in particular. And if ever you could sing, oh, what a difference a day makes, or oh, what a difference a year makes, uh, starting with the Commonwealth of Virginia, it was just a year ago that President Joe Biden uh, defeated uh, then-President Donald Trump by over 10 points in Virginia. 
saw a massive swing back uh, there in the Commonwealth. And so we're going to look at all the different angles. We're going to explore this. Uh, had some interesting conversations and uh, connections in terms of what happened there in Virginia. Uh, we'll talk about the strategy that was deployed and uh, the uh, the campaign manager uh, for Governor-elect Youngkin, uh, Jeff Rowe, uh, is a friend and a great strategist and ran a brilliant race there. Uh, we'll talk about that, what that means. We'll also talk about uh, really interesting trends in terms of what happened, not just in Virginia, but across the country. And uh, Mia Love's going to join us during the two o'clock hour uh, to talk about minority victories and how many of those minority wins in statewide elections are coming from minority Republicans. Uh, and so that's an interesting uh, trend that's moving out there. But let's start with uh, let's start with Virginia, because I want to dig into this a little bit, because I think there are some things you, you may have missed overnight. If you uh, I'm, I'm hoping most of you went to bed at a reasonable hour, didn't stay up like I did to watch some of the postgame coverage of the election. Uh, but there was some really interesting things, uh, some interesting exchanges on CNN last night. I was kind of flipping through the different coverages to see what everybody was talking about and what everyone was doing in terms of reading the tea leaves. Uh, but I want to start with something from from CNN. Uh, analyst Scott Jennings, uh, who worked in the uh, Bush administration, uh, t- talked about Glenn Youngkin laying out a blueprint uh, for how Rub- Republicans can win, uh, not just now, but moving forward. Well, in algebra, we're often trying to solve for X, and Republican politics, we're often trying to solve for T, for Trump. And Youngkin figured it out. He kept Trump out of the race, basically. He didn't campaign there. He didn't wake up every day talking about it. He didn't feel the need to respond to every, uh, you know, a grievance or whatever. He kept focused on the issues. And heretofore, some Republican candidates would have said, well, then you're running the risk of the MAGA voters not turning out. Look at the map. The rural counties not only came out, and they came out huge. So it turns out that Glenn Youngkin has solved for this problem in that you can run a race based on issues, continue to attract the Trump base, get a path back in the suburbs, uh, and take advantage, frankly, of the just enormous collapse, continued collapse of the Democratic Party in rural areas. That's how we win. That's how we're going to be successful when you can put the suburbs back together with the rural areas the way we used to do. Uh, so interesting analysis there, again, talking about the, the suburban and the rural voters coming together. Uh, it was an interesting combination. You have to recognize, uh, again, Republicans have not won statewide office in a long time in Virginia. And you had Glenn Youngkin winning as governor. Uh, you had Winsome Sears uh, winning as the first uh, African-American, African-American woman uh, to be the lieutenant governor. Uh, you also had a Hispanic uh, Latino uh, attorney general win statewide as a Republican in Virginia as well. Now, part of the breakdown on CNN last night continued uh, with Van Jones. Now, Van Jones, of course, uh, worked in the Obama administration. He is a progressive Democrat, uh, and he's someone I, I respect. Uh, he he did incredible work and has done incredible work on criminal justice reform, a great convener, a great bringing together of a very diverse group. Uh, including Utah Senator Mike Lee, as they worked together uh, with Cory Booker from New Jersey in the Senate to, to, to hash out really historic criminal justice reform. Uh, and so as Van Jones was talking last night, I'm always interested to see how he's processing things uh, from his unique vantage point as a progressive Democrat. And he said something that really caught my attention of, wow, uh, he just spoke the truth to his own party. Uh, take a listen. 
I think that the Democrats are coming across in ways that we don't recognize that are annoying and offensive um, and seem out of touch in ways that I don't think show up in our feeds when we're looking at, at, at our kind of echo chamber. And I think that this is a message here. Wow, that was a uh, stunning rebuke of his own party and himself. I mean, he was very honest, and I love that about Van Jones. Uh, again, whether you like or dislike his politics or his policy focus, uh, you have to respect that. And he talked about Democrats coming across in ways that they didn't recognize, that they're annoying, offensive, they're out of touch, uh, that don't show up in your own echo chamber of your own social media feed. So all of those things uh, are really fascinating to me and things that we're going to dig into as we go through uh, the show today. Uh, but I thought that was a, a really interesting take uh, from Van Jones. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to go ahead and wrap this uh, segment and we're going to come back because I, I want to continue this exchange between Scott Jennings and Van Jones, because they talk about blueprints for both the Democrats and the Republicans. Much of this comes down to communication strategy and focus where the Democrats failed, where the Republicans won, and what that means for things going forward. Uh, It's an important discussion because it will impact how races are run right here in the state of Utah in 2022. Stay with us. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought... There are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.